Blog Talk Radio. somebody can get on here so that way we can uh, talk to somebody. Yeah, I'm letting people know now. 
And they got the number. You got the number, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. They can uh, just um, call in, and I will see them on the switchboard here. Also, they can, we can also Skype. So if somebody wants to Skype, they can do that, too. Excellent. And, uh, Skype. All you to do is uh, Skype in that number. Be able to see them pop up in the switchboard here. So anyway, I chose the song uh, to start in because uh, it's by Ringo Starr. You know, it don't come easy. And the reason I chose that one is obviously because uh, an author and writing is not an easy job. I agree. And you've got to know a lot of things, and you've got to keep. Working at it and keep marketing. It's a never ending job. But it's yeah. one of the more rewarding ones. Uh, you know, when you get people who love your work, it's definitely worth it. <laughs> Once you get fans, it's uh, there's nothing like it in the world. Would you agree there? Yeah, Somebody was at, yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Somebody was asking what the link is. Is that the link to it on my wall there? Link to your router. Duh. Someone what, was asking me they... the link for the show. Somebody was asking me the link to the show. Oh, to the song. Well, no, to the show actually... that we're on. Oh, to the show. Uh, it should be the phone number. That's the link that's. The phone number, but can they click on this link, this blog talk radio link? That's oh, on my they wall. Want to see it. Yeah, yeah, that wall uh, is on your wall. Okay, absolutely. That's what I told so you. Scroll down, obviously, it's down a ways now. Where it says uh, join the WAD? No, I actually I'm took some, some of this. I actually took some of the stuff that was on there. Off, so it's kind of close back up to the top. Oh. Okay. okay, yesterday was great, though. I had to say the, the comment section went really well yesterday. Yes, it did. It did. We got through all your your, your books. We haven't gotten into your new ones, so. I'm sorry, I was trying right. to come on. And we've got 52 minutes remaining on this one. They turn it off once it gets to a certain time. He doesn't want to come in. Let's see if I can send it again. And sometimes people take their little, you know, this, I'm not sure what they're not saying. I took a night for but we'll see. Almost said maybe we should do it Sunday night because it's Sunday uh, night people usually go out. Um, a lot of my friends online. We'll we'll see somebody will come. Maybe they'll come and join in and 
have a talk. You know, people take their time getting what they got to get. Yeah. But I was, like I said, I was pleased that yesterday's response, that was really, really nice. Um, really good questions were asked. Yes, yes, you guys, a few that were really, uh, had some really great questions for you. We're very interested in, in some details. That's good. You got some people who you don't usually get, which is good, huh? Right, right. I mean, I missed a few, um, but like you said, it's the weekend, so you know people doing a few different things. But I missed a few. But as, as, actually, it was good. I see um, Jay Powell stopped through. That was good. He had posed his little question. Yeah, saw that. And I guess he's been on this morning too with you, or this afternoon. Oh yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see. I guess he's going to use. The video that I wrote. Awesome. Awesome. That's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Promote, you know, be able to promote the heck out of that when you get it done. Yes. You know, just got to keep working that stuff. Got to keep working and keep working. Eventually, something things happen. Like now as we're starting to pick up, um, you know, all the work you're doing and we're starting to pick up distributors. So, hey, things are starting to look up. Yeah, speaking of which, I had already talked to um, Sharita earlier. Sharita Walker. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll yeah. That later. Yeah, we spoke a little bit, and I told her to send you the information. Yep, that's what. Uh, I know. It's we we need to make sure everybody gets paid for their work. You know. Correct. Want to want to make sure she's taken care of because she's doing extra. You know, but on the other hand, the uh, other authors need to be taken care of. This is their work that she's selling as well. We can't avoid that. We have to make sure everybody's paid for their work. Okay, well, I mean, those are... Even if it's a little bit. No. So they need to be able to see the, the sales, whether somebody's making them or not. So that way, uh, there's no question, you know. Everything needs to be on the up and up. I agree with that. And I think that, you know, you've got a great group there who's real go-getters who really want to go and, and work it, which is great. Yeah, that makes it so much uh, more pleasant <laughs> uh, to deal with than, you know, if they don't. It's, it's, it's in everyone's best interest to work it. Uh, not everybody gets that, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I wonder why she said uh, Candace Mumford, she said that they were waiting on me. So I wonder if she's, maybe she's not on, she's on the link or something. Did you post that you were waiting on me? Oh, oh, there she is. Sister Faces, she says, tell Charles Candace is on the line supporting. Tell Candace, I say, hey. Looks like she's in... She's in the chat room. Oh, she's in the chat room. Not on the yeah, she's not on the call. Can you see the chat room? No, I'm not on there. I'm I'm sending out links. Okay, let me. I don't know. Aisha Brown says she's gonna call in a second, so I'm sending out links. I won't say anything then. Yeah. Surprised Juanita hasn't called in yet. Tell can see the chat room. He is live on the phone. I mean, she could uh, tell me a question, and then, but she needs to be able to hear what's going on. Right. Oscar, she's hearing. Can you hear this? Oh, then she can ask a question. Are you typing to her? Yeah. She says she can hear it. So if you can hear me, go ahead and write a question for Charles, and I will ask him, and you can hear the answer. Because again, what am I going to ask him? <laughs> yeah, what did she say? She's thinking what she's going to ask she, him. Yeah, you know, she's just, she's got, I can just hear her thinking, you know. She's probably laughing. Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Don't hear my cat, too. Still there? Patty, you still there?
Okay. Anybody hear me now? Yep, I'm back. Okay. And we also have somebody else there. Eight seven zero six five eight five nine zero. That's Juanita. Okay. Uh, welcome, Touches. We also have Sister Faces. Faces is still on there. Uh, Touch of Grace is on board. That uh, looks like GD Grace. Yeah, author G.D. Grace. Yeah, he's on uh, chat. He's, he is, uh, he's online now. All right. Oh, the, question, the question I gave you was, how did you get started writing and find the inspiration for Homies? Um, homies was a book that I, I was, Mm, it's hard to describe that book, what made me actually sit down and write that book. But I think I was reading a book um, called APS Sisters by the author Zane. And I read this book. I started reading I couldn't stop reading the book. And it made me decide to actually write a story um, about three guys um, who had a problem having a monogamous relationship and these guys were going to be, I took a piece from her idea because the women who were in her book were all professional women, but they were like these freaky women who did all these different things. So I said I want to write a book about some guys who are, you know, not street guys, but they're professionals. One guy's an engineer for GE Medical. The other was a professional football player. One was a dentist. They were all best friends. Um, but they all had a different problem why they had problems having a monogamous relationship. Um, so that was the premise for me writing that book, thinking about that story. I actually did not know I would publish the book. I didn't. I mean, I sat at work at my desk writing this book, and I, I finished the book in like seven days. So I was like, wow. <laughs> and that's when I started thinking, well, maybe I'll publish it. I'll go ahead and publish it. Awesome. You've got a question uh, from GD. He wants to know if you have a ritual that sets the tone for your writing process. He also said you yeah. need because he's having trouble hearing you. Okay. Um, I do have a ritual. My ritual is as soon as I wake up to a time to go to bed. That's that's really basically the ritual I have. It's, it's like I wake up to write um, almost to a time to go to bed. It's like a daily thing. So um, I more so have a ritual for sliding other things besides write. So writing is mostly the main focal point of the day. So if I'm going to do something different, um, I have to um, do that. You know, I have to set up a time and appointment to do whatever else I do different because I'd rather be writing a story as J.D. can hear me. Yeah, you just said said, I'm a little bit of trouble hearing you. It's a little bit, volume seems to be a little low. Okay. Um, Could be any number of things. Could be the system that could be where, you know, his phone it could be my phone. It could be your phone. Hard to tell. Uh, it doesn't appear to can change that here. So we will just have to try to talk louder. 
I'll ask him. Mm-hmm. He said he can hear me. He said, also asked, has there been a particular character that you identify with the most? Um, I think I think I kind of got that question too last night, and I said that uh, if I could identify with one of the characters that I've written, maybe Chris, and don't say you do if you don't, some of the things he did, um, a little bit of Justice Blaylock, not so far as how he flipped the script and went to the Italian way, but almost in every book I write, um, the writing is so natural. I've experienced, I've seen it, I've heard it, I've been around it, some parts of the book. We have one other person on the line. Nine three seven six seven four eight zero zero. Are you there? Yes. You have a question for us? I just wanted to say hi to my chocolate rose to May and say congratulations on our new release. Awesome. Uh, this sounds like Sarita Walker. This Sarita. That's who I thought it was. How you doing, Sarita? Fine. Good, good, good. How are you? I'm great. That's one way to talk. Okay, There's I'm going to let you go. Huh? This is Patty, by the way. Yappy. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Did you have anything you wanted to say, anything you wanted to go over, Sarita, Sarita while we on the phone? No, just excited about chocolate rose, too. Okay. I'm about to leave into the rest of the interview. We we're just getting started on talking about and just taking some questions, but uh, we were getting into the stories that he's already written. Uh, then of course we have the compilations, you know, the uh, the anthologies that we have, and uh, Charles can talk about Chocolate Rose too. Um, started yeah, with that one and the people involved with that. Um, okay, yeah, Chocolate Rose 2 was composed of um, two Chocolate Rose veterans who were um, the poet EPA from Chicago and Juanita Richardson from Arkansas. Um, those were the two veterans that came back from Book 1. And we had the Quarries, um Sarita, who's on the line now, Sarita Walker, myself, and Raquel Carter. And I think that was it for that book. Oh, I'm sorry. And D. Monroe. I'm yeah, I'm forgetting D. Monroe, Deanna Denise, and Cotton Copley. And Darren Reese being GPA. Yeah, I said yeah. GPA and Darren. You can't forget about the health calls in here. You talk about the uh, fact that you've got poetry as well as uh, as prose in here. That would probably be good. Yeah, absolutely. Each each story is each story um, is preluded by a poem um, written by the poet GPA. So 
each each story that is in that book is written um written by an author and we tried to match up as close as we could to what the, what the story was with the titles of his poems, trying to try to give them an accent. And Darren Reesby wrote an excerpt, a page and a half excerpt, um, a rose like no other, which it was it was a pretty nice little excerpt. He's a marketing specialist um, that I use, and he wanted to try his hand at doing a little writing, so we kind of got him. We kind of got him involved in um, the writing of Chocolate Rose too, also. I thought it was kind of interesting. I thought it was interesting that you did that because it set the tone for the whole piece. Having the uh, poetry at the beginning about Chocolate Rose, so I thought that was yeah, really great. And that was yeah, kind of the intention for the poetry piece to do something different. You know, always looking for something different. We got one other new person on here. Yeah, you've got author G.D. Grace. Oh, hi. How you doing? Oh, I'm no, doing pretty good. Do you have a, another question outside of the chat for Charles tonight? Well, you know, first of all, I wanted to kind of, you know, um, call in. Who, who was the caller? Uh, who was the caller? Support the, caller the radio that? show as well as the author. Um, Charles and I have been networking for quite a few months, and I just wanted to say uh, that I'm very proud of his accomplishments, and I'm very inspired by them. And what has been your biggest joy as a writer so far, Charles? Um, you have to excuse me because I was fading in now. Who is the caller? This is GD. This he is decided GD. to call in. That's, that's GPA? No, 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 this is GD. GD. Oh, okay, GV. Um, I guess my greatest joy of being a writer is seeing the work come to life, you know, and um, being able to tell a story, being able to flow with the story, let the story come out, and actually completing um, a, completing a project. As you may know, I think I tell you a lot, um, I'm currently working on probably close to 20 books right now, and... Um, sometimes I get I get I get so sidetracked because I get a new idea and I start something I start something I start something so um, it's not that I can't go back and finish those other ones but as time goes on I I, I find more ideas so I, like I was telling Pat I got to stop thinking of ideas and complete some of these manuscripts that I got you know but that's probably one of the greatest joys is seeing the work actually done knowing it's going to the next stage, to the next stage, and then to the reader. And so another question that I have is, has there been one defining moment for you as a writer that assured you that you were on point with your readers? And has there been a reader that has given you feedback that kind of hit your heart and, and inspired you to keep moving? Um, I say yes and yes to both of those questions. The first question, I think the book signing for Don't Say You Do If You Don't was um, 
an excellent moment for me. That was like the second book I wrote. The first book when I connected with Patty was that book. Um, right before I had the book party is when I met Tony Braxton's sister, Trina Braxton, and we befriended each other on Facebook. And she saw because she saw my my um, profile picture, and she was like, "Oh, I thought this was a movie or something." I was just in Milwaukee, and I saw that poster. But she was actually eating in the restaurant that I had the book signing. So, um, as far as the turnout for that book signing, the way it went, um, and more and more I think about it every day because one of my friends who was a performer, he passed away about a month and a half ago, performed at that book signing for me, and it was just it was so great. We really rocked the place. We were supposed to be there for a couple hours. I think we got there at 3 o'clock and left at 2 in the morning. So, um that one, I actually, you know, the ex-mayor came, and so many people were there. It was just, it was so, so much fun. And as far as feedback from the readers who read my stuff, I mean, most of what I get is feedback the way you give it to me. You know, I take your feedback and multiply it. Um, I'm still waiting on that. Um, the 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 hardest critic I got is she's on the phone with us too, so. That's the hardest for the guy. But um I you had to put it. One, one thing what happened to me everybody. I I tell you a story. If it comes with that book, don't say you do if you don't. Um one of the readers gave me a bad review on the book. And I mean, I, I accepted it. I'm I'm accept any criticism that comes. But uh, a couple of weeks later she contacted me and told me um, she gave me her deepest apology. She told me that, and it really touched me, and it almost had me in tears, that when she read the book, it was like I wrote her life story. And wow. She, and she identified with it so closely that it was just like she 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 hated on the book because it was her life. And she actually wow. went back in and changed her review. And she actually went back in and changed her review. Um, well, I just yeah, want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you, Charles, to just keep on going because when I, as a writer myself, and I, I, I hear about um, and see the, the accomplishments of my fellow authors, um, I am just um, so inspired, and I just want to encourage you to keep on going and just thank you for being an inspiration for me. You're welcome. All right, so I'm going to drop off now and give somebody else a chance, and I'm going to um, listen on the uh, the computer. Okay. Okay. Thank you for coming by. All right, take care. Okay, I think that he is. Okay. We've got somebody else on the line. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is 414-507-1860. Yes. You're on the line. My name is Erica Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. I, Erica. I yeah. Erica Eiselbeard. Yeah. <laughs> I love when you say that. Okay, how are you? I'm wonderful. I enjoy what I just heard. I mean, that was awesome. Thank you, thank you. Um, Erica, is, Erica is one of the authors of the 
uh, Minister Society. We got a chance to hang out uh, during Jam Benjamin weekend here. So it's real, real, real nice throughout the country. Real pleasure working with Erica. Um, is there any questions you have specifically for me, Erica? Um, I heard you say something that was very interesting. I think is what it what it is is that when I came in, uh, you were talking about how you have 20 books in the works, and I guess my thing is with writing, I get I frustrate myself with trying to critique my work right then and there, and I know that's not a good look. I know that you told me that already, and I have like maybe five books. No, I want to say about four books that I did the same thing. I haven't gone back to all of them. The very one that I'm working on is with the um, Street Tales. So um, I guess my question is, I know I hear it a lot, just write, you know, just let it flow, and then after that we'll go back. But it's like it seems so hard for me to do that. So it's like, I'm nitpicking my story. Um, if, if, if you're if you're looking for perfection within yourself, you're never going to be satisfied. Um, you're going to feel more overwhelmed and more satisfied if it's that someone else critique that work. Um, it's like it's almost like getting dressed. No matter how many times you change the outfit, no matter how much makeup. Hang, hang on a second. You comb your hair. Go ahead. Yeah, no matter how many times you get dressed, comb your hair, look in the mirror, you're still not going to, your outfit is never going to be totally right. So you walk out, you're going to always feel like you forgot something, you ain't got the right earrings on, something's not going to be right. Um, as long as you try to attempt to critique yourself, um, I say get the story done. Get the story done. Put it, put it in two to three people's hands, and let them critique. Um, if you notice, know I do a lot of, I do a lot of posting on Facebook of channels, and I do that because um, I, I, I look for feedback. Not that I'm at the point where I need to look for that much feedback, but I know a lot of people like to read it, and I want to see what their comments are. And I'm, you know, I, I welcome all comments, bad comments. I don't mind. I don't mind. I want to see what the comments was because they make me better. I know just thinking I'm going to be able to look at something myself that I have written, it doesn't, it doesn't flow that easy. You know, and I, I think what I'm doing is I'm learning to overcome a, a lot of obstacles because I've always been, um, and not ashamed to say either, because, you know, dealing with the, the different kind of people that I've dealt with, the rejection, you know, always being rejected by the wrong kind of people, you know, people that mm-hmm. don't um, don't want to see you uh, move to the next level, people that don't even have a care in the world. And I think that's where, you know, I fell short, you know, worried about what I used to do is I used to worry about what people always thought of me. So even when people tell me how good I write or, you know, um, encourage and motivate them, I still feel like I'm missing something. And so, that, and I think that's the reason why I couldn't move forward before. You know, like I said, I had to let go of the 17-year relationship that I was in. And then after I did that, it was like everything just started opening up to me, including the writing. And, again, like I said, it was just more so trying to make sure I don't, you know, do what I used to do, what I did in the past. And so 
I, that was great. I can do that. I can put, you know, what I write into maybe three or four other people's hands so I can see what they say, you know, with the critiquing and things like that and not worrying about myself doing it to myself. Yeah, I, some yeah point, I guess it's easier to criticize myself and put myself down. Guys, we're having some feedback. Uh, is, is there a microphone on over there on your end? Okay, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? There it goes. I think everybody else is complaining because they're hearing feedback. <laughs> okay. And that's I'm sorry. definitely not. That's okay. No, it happens when when you have these devices that that have multiple uh, microphones. So yeah, uh, at okay. some point, I want to say that at some point. You have to ride with it, Erica. You can't. I mean, otherwise you'll be you'll be composing a manuscript for the rest of your life. So at some point you got to ride right. with it. And if you don't okay. put it in the right perspective to let somebody else say, okay, this is good enough. This is good enough. I mean, you have a whole team. You have a whole street sales team behind you. You have a whole chocolate rose team behind you. You got me. You got Patty. So you got enough people that if you connect with us that we'll say, okay, I'm and, and we're the team and we're all in the book. I'm not going to have anybody representing something. I'm not just going to tell you that this is good and it's not good. I mean, I'm going to right. do you know what, Charles, I appreciate that because I think, you know, when I sent you the, the, the piece that I did send you, and, you know, forgive me because tears are coming to my eyes. It's just more so, like you said, you, I have the, the team, the Chocolate Rose team, the, you know, Street Tales team and things like that. I understand that it's putting behind the old team. That, that I didn't have the support from. And so to build that trust again with, you know, another team, that's where, I, you know, I'm looking to get that that relief. You know, okay, it's okay to put my guards down and go ahead and, and give the world what I have. You know, it's a gift. Right. I know we, we have a gift. We're writers. We, we have a gift. We have stories that we can tell. And, you know, I could take words and just begin to make things of it, you know, and it, and, and I and I knew that a long time ago, but I really didn't recognize it until somebody else told me that. And so, I, you know, when you when you told me to send that piece to you, you know how hesitant I was to give you that hmm. because of okay. rejection. Yeah, you have to, you have to. Yeah, it's hard to trust. It's hard to trust in this business mm-hmm. because there's so many. Uh, other companies taking people. Uh, I write about this all the time. I get on big soapbox boxes when it comes because I hate to hear about it. I hate to see it happen. And so that's why I'm here because uh, I, I want to help as many people and see that they're not being screwed in this business because it's happening all over the place. So uh, yeah, you have, it is very hard to learn to trust. But again, if you don't if you don't put your your foot out, you don't put your toes into the water, you're never going to learn to swim. So that's why I always say that you know it's better to 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 find somebody who you say I think I can trust the person enough to go in the water, right? And make it happen. It won't happen unless you do. Right. Exactly. Um. Um. I mean, I go. I said this before. I don't know if we got other callers waiting, but I mean, yeah, we do. There's there's writers that's on the team right now that um I have going to writing coaching, 
with a coach now okay. um, is because mm-hmm. I believe in their writing, and it's not just that, their personality. I mean, I'm, I'm sold on personality. We can. Everybody's not going to be a great author. Everybody's not going to be a great writer, but we can work right. on those attributes to take you to those levels. So I'm willing to do as long as the personality and is there and the person is doing what they say they're going to do, I'm going to bend over backwards. I know Patty's going to bend over backwards. Um, I'm bringing in the person who reviews my books is doing a lot of help, Mrs. Melody. Um, so she's working with somebody with me for me right now to develop some 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 different skills and to get that person's writing up better to part of I mean, because the person has shown me time and time again that if they're passing, that's what they want to do, and they're not giving up on it. So right. we have to go to whatever level we have to do to make it better. If you're not comfortable with it, we'll figure out what we need to do to make you comfortable with it. Okay. And we're going we're gonna to talk a little more about that, but i got four other people standing in line, so I need to get on and move on because I have 16 minutes. <laughs> So okay, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. Thank so, you. It's okay. I'm going to put off the air, and then I'll put somebody else on here. Hang on. Okay, 937-677-4800. You there? Yes, ma'am. I've already been on the line. Okay. That's I will the reader. Okay. I didn't correct. I'm just going in the order here. Hang on. Okay. 870-658-2590. Are you there? That's one, Nita. That's one, Nita. Hi. 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 How you doing? I thought everybody was going to do that. Hi. 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 You have every book I've ever written, so I, I already know. <laughs> um, but do you have a specific question? What is your specific question you need answered? Um, I think I want to know when is Crooked and Honey going to come out. I'm okay. waiting on that book. Crooked and Honey is in editing phase. It's with Sarita's new book. Um, both of them are um, still sitting in editing phase, but as soon as they are edited, it will be released. I am so ready. Well, it'll go in my hands, then it'll be released. I'm not. I'm not so much in a rush. I'm not so much in a rush for it because I know when that book comes, I'm going to have to sit down and write the sequel right away. It's one of those. Yeah. It's not like Ghetto Sopranos. The book of Ghetto Sopranos. It it, it leaves you knowing that there's going to be a sequel to it. But Cricket and Honey is like a book that you have. Who have the sequel to? You can't. There's no, yeah. no question about it. That's right. I think it's a good book. Okay. Well, that's all I your... wanted to know. Good. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's slated for July. It's, uh, oh, okay. June we're, do- June we're doing his po his poetry book, Touched by Two Souls, and then okay. in July, yeah, there's a patty. Okay. And July is going to be oh, Cricket good. and Honey. Yeah, Sounds Cricket and Honey going to be fireworks, so maybe it'll come out on the 4th oh, of yeah, July. Oh, yeah, that's going to be the bomb. Oh, we're hoping yeah. it's 4th of July. I know you tell me that, Charles. Well, it depends. So I'm right, it depends. Okay. Okay. Uh, we, got, we got another person, 4882-9276. Are you there? Caller? Oh, 
They knocked off. Hang on. Okay, we got another person, 334-578-4839. Are you there? Hello? That sounds like a North Carolina number. North Carolina? Let me see. No, they didn't give me any. Three three four five seven eight four eight three nine. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Are you there? I guess not. There's someone in someone in North Carolina. Well, apparently they just want to listen, which is okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And they have a choice of either chatting or they can listen on the line. And, uh, okay, so we were at where you were in your stage of books at this point. Uh, we've got 12 minutes left. We could go back to uh, one of our the college's callers that were still on the line here. Um, I can go backwards. Do you want me to go backwards, Charles? You can or we can still talk about what you've got coming up. Um, we can get a caller on if there's someone waiting in the queue. I'd rather speak to people. Well, it seems like everybody doesn't want to talk unless they, uh... yeah. Okay, well, we're going to talk about uh, what you've got coming up. As I'm looking at my uh, at your file on Weavers, I'm looking at your account, and you've got. A lot of things in the queue that are coming up pretty soon. And one of them we were talking about was, are you there? Oops. Uh, hang on, Charles, I lost him. Hang on, Charles, we'll be right back. There you are. Yeah. There you are. Uh, what were you saying about what I had coming up? <laughs> okay, so we have Touched by Two Souls, um, which is, you know, this, as long as we get the CD, pretty much is all ready to go. And then Cricket and Honey, which is slated to be in July. I'm not sure about mm-hmm. June 4th July because that's one month from now. And then uh, we have your second installment for uh, at the end of the name. Ghetto Sopranos. Ghetto Sopranos. So I got to hurry up and finish writing Bittersweet so I can um, concentrate on finishing book two of Ghetto Sopranos, which is going to take me a whole reread of what of the material I got right now. Um, but that's what I'm going to do because once I once I um, Start writing Ghetto Sopranos, and once Cricket and Honey is released, the sequel is going. To, I'm gonna have to put everything down and focus directly on that sequel because it's gonna be some pretty, pretty heavy um, artillery there for part two. I'm gonna have to do some studying on England, and I'm gonna have to study some different places. Historical stuff. Historical stuff in there. That's great. Right. Is that, is six lost to six lost to power. 
Now, I did see a couple other pieces of Ghetto's Piano Vineyard that you started. The other piece, well, the other piece for Ghetto Sopranos is for Ghetto Sopranos to be to be my first book released in the second language. Um, I'm going to release Ghetto Sopranos in Spanish. That's a memento de la familia. Five or six or seven chapters that's written in Spanish already, which I'm going to retake them out and rehab it done because I'm learning that I need to go with Puerto Rican Spanish instead of the Spanish I'm using because it's too proper. So. I found a translator. Um, I'm going to create PDF files and send them to her two or three chapters at a time and have her translate them, then go back in and input it into the Weaver system. So I'm going to take that Spanish version out and redo it. I would probably go ahead and I would probably go ahead and send it to them as a Word file. When you go into oh, yeah. Word, Weaver's convert it to a Word file. That way they can, mm-hmm. they can use that, and then you can easily copy and paste it back in. Okay. And we do it like that. Or maybe I'll just, you know what, maybe I'll just send her a whole ebook, or just have you send her, the the girl, the the whole book or something, not the physical book, but either the whole file or ebook where she can just take it and take it and just do it because, I mean, I think that's going to be huge because there is a big Spanish market here, um, and I would like for that book to, I don't know every language if I can. Hebrew, German. So. Yeah, well, Hindu. Because, uh, we <laughs> will be in India. We will be in so. India, so that's that'd be cool. Although, yeah, kind of funny. They're they're asking for English, <coughs> English books. Yeah, here they are in India, but they're asking for English, English books. Oh so. yeah, well, it's the most popular language, so. Yeah. All the guys who talk, I don't know why, but. Yeah, so after that, I can um, can do that. (laughs) I can get them all online. I've been asked to, I've been asked by several people to hurry up with a book title, Instant Message Me, um, and also been getting a lot of responses to the horror book I'm writing. Uh, A lot of people want those stories, so it's a matter of me right now after this week not starting anything. My my suggestion would have been instant message me right after Cricket and Honey, because we've been waiting for a while on that one. Right, but I got a birthday in August, so we got to everybody who comes to my party gonna have to be dressed like a ghetto soprano. So we gonna that's gotta right. come in August. August, so everybody knows August will be your ghetto sopranos month, and then after that will be your uh, instant message me. In September. Yeah, I'm gonna have to slide. I mean, we're gonna probably have to sit down and re-slide all these books because bittersweet. I'll probably be done with the book by Wednesday or Thursday um, already. I realize that, but we'll still, still need to do some work on it. But bittersweet, I planned on uh, instead of September be October. Mhm. And some okay. question to some people is why if we're, we're in different series, uh, you can't put out more than multiple books. It's not a matter of uh, them being separate, uh, separate types of books, you know, separate series. But you can put in the same series. Problem is, marketing more than one book at a time. So you want to talk about that? Um, the marketing issue. I will kind of probably prefer you to talk on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, the, the thing is, that it's, all, it's always a matter of how much money you have, and 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 also how much time you have to market any one book at a time. And 
you don't want to overlap your books, even if you have multiple series. Uh, it's never good to be going out the same month if you have multiple series. It always should be staggered. Uh, if you look at all the big-name authors, if they have multiple series, that's what they do. It's usually, uh, they usually go, um, you know, if they have three series, it's three times a year, and there's always a few months between one book and another, even if they're with different publishers. Um, because of the fact that it's awfully hard to uh, to spend time really marketing hard before one book comes out and then you turn around and having to uh, touch up the book that you're on. And that's always the hard part of, of multiple multiple pieces at one time. Here you are working on 20 books, and you know, as I do, that that's awfully hard to go in and out of those um, consistently. And then if we were actually producing a couple books at a time in the same month, it'd be awfully hard to uh, not give one book more uh, attention than the other. So we always have to, it's not a matter of, of that we can't do it because, you know, when it comes to being print on demand, we can do almost anything that a big publisher can't do. Uh, the problem is that I'm finding that there's still some roles, still some roles in the traditional publishing market that were smart, and they're there for a reason. And when you really analyze it, some of these reasons have to do with, you know, not overlapping the work. Making sure that you've got time to, you know, to market that book before it comes out and then as it, as it comes out. And have time and still. That's what Jesus. And absolutely, that's what I was trying to tell all the authors in Chocolate Rose, too, because I'm pushing for every author in Chocolate Rose, too, to do a debut novel, but I don't want them to rush it. Um, take your time, get the feel of it. Now you have a book that that basically you really don't have anything to lose but time at marketing because everything took care of itself for you. So I got you in a position where you can now learn to become a marketer and learn to become a salesperson before you even think about investing some real money in putting out your debut novel. And this is why I wanted everybody to slow down and, and just, you know, get the feel of it. Um, I know Soretta's already, she's she's moving, and Juanita's got the taste from two books now, and Sequoia's doing a lot of things, and Cotton's just doing a lot of things. Um, D. Monroe's already selling. She's almost out. Um, so once we just get the feel of it and make it go, it just makes it, to sell, to write your book is one feeling, and to sell your book is a whole other feeling. When somebody buys something that you wrote, it's two different feelings that you get. I mean, there's a feeling when you complete the book that, like, oh, wow, I, I, I wrote this. But when somebody actually hands you money and you sign your signature in the book, that's a whole other feeling. Oh, yeah, it is. So I want, every, I want everybody to kind of get, get used to, get used to that. Sorry. Well, I'm about to die here. I'm about to I'm about to die here anyway. So I got one minute. I'm one a, minute. I'm, one fast question uh, from Judy okay. is: When you delve into the more intimate segments of your writing, are you pulling from personal experiences, or are you tell, painting tell a picture GD, from your imagination? Tell Judy. Tell Judy Grace. No, I'm not. My my sexual writing does not come from experience. <laughs> it's all fantasy. <laughs> you think it has it's to be fantasy. sexual? Can you, can you hear me? 
But actually, okay. the story, the first story I wrote in Chocolate Rose, and I know we got about 60 seconds, but the first story I wrote in Chocolate Rose, I made that story. It's a fantasy story, but the places and some of the first names I use, um, people from Milwaukee, when they read it, their mouths drop because they can equate to the people who actually the story seems like it's referring about. So that's, I do a lot of that realism fiction when I write. You know, I might write something that you you read it and you know exactly who I'm talking about, even if I don't have to say their whole name. Hey, he said he said intimacy, not sex. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm real. If you read my books, my sex scenes are my intimacy scenes are real weak. They're not they're not really strong. So I'm working we on that. 30, we're at thirty seconds, everyone. So if you need to talk to Charles Moore, I'm sure he'll be on on Facebook for a while. And thanks, Absolutely. thanks Absolutely. everyone for coming and and listening and giving us questions. I appreciate it. We'll be doing it again soon. Thanks, Charles, for coming thanks. on board. Thank everybody who showed up.